This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. I'd like to start off with a Ramban who makes a very interesting comparison. It's, it's the introduction to Bamidbar, and he tries to compare the Mishkan and Maimon Ar Sinai. And he picks the following. He says... Um Ato he says Yagbilas a Mishkin Biyoso Bamidbar Kasha Higbil Har Sinai. Pasha's Bamidbar starts with the Mishkan, with the actual active work of the Mishkan. And the first thing you do is you set it aside and you say nobody can go into Harabayas of Isitome Mace and uh, the 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 Migdash itself, you know, unless he's tar completely and so on and so forth. So that's parallel between the Mishkan and Maimon Sinai. And then he brings a whole list of psukim that are involved in the keeping away from the Mishkan that are similar. Here it says you get Misa, here it says you get Misa, here it says Lo Yavol Kabbalah, here it says Penyar Hashem, and so on. So he says the comparison, the, the, the Mishkan was a mini Har Sinai. It was kind of similar to Har Sinai. And the way it was similar was that all the prohibitions you find in Har Sinai, you find over here in the Mishkan. It seems very strange that we're going to mark an area of importance by what you can't do over there. I mean, you're talking, I would say, the Kedusha that you had in both places, the Shechina you had in both places, the, the Luchos you had in both places. That would, that would ring a lot better to us as being significant. You have the, um, whatever positive entity you had in the Har Sinai, you had in the Mishkan. But, he, but it, this seems just a list of psukim that deal with the periphery, with what you can't do here, you can't do here. And that seems to us almost as if missing the point. If I tell somebody, so-and-so is similar to so-and-so, and you ask him, how's that? So you expect them to say they're both outgoing, they both like sports, they both are this, that. We say, well, they both can't do this and can't do this and can't do that. That doesn't seem to be us a, a very, very um, logical way of comparing two entities. So how is it, the Hakdam Midbar is, he says, now we're coming to something that is like our Sinai, the Mishkan. You're not allowed to get, come close here, not come close here. You get missed if you go here, you get missed if you go there. That's a, uh, that's a point that we want to discuss a bit. The truth is, even in Maimed Har Sinai itself, it seems very out of order, the presentation. Um, for instance, let's say you want to buy somebody a gift. So would you tell the person, um, well, I want to get you something, I'm buying you something, that you have to be very careful. You can't touch it when you're wet. You can't touch it on the wire. You can't this or that. I, I, well, let's hear what it is. You want to tell me what I'm getting, so tell me what it is that you're buying me, and then give me the list of warnings and so on. Um, today, because of lawsuits, the, the, all the instruction sheets always start with the warnings. It takes a while till you get to what you can do. But, but logically, I first present to somebody, listen, here's an electric so-and-so, and you have to be very careful with it. It's a great thing, but there are some things that you have to be careful with. Maimon Arsini, Kajbrochu, comes... And the first, uh, the first point about it is mitzvah hagbala. The first mitzvah that we really have before Sinai 
is what we can't do, the, the Misak Bala. That's a very, very strange um, way of presenting something by telling you what you can't do instead of telling you how wonderful it is and what's good about it and what's great about it. Which really leads us to a, um, to a second issue, to a very central issue in the Torah, and that is mitzvah's essays and mitzvah's los essays. We are used to thinking the following. Mitzvah's essays are there to help us grow positively. Okay? Mitzvah's los essays are there to help us avoid things that are bad for us. In other words, every los essay represents something that's not good for a person, and that keeps him away from it. But Chazal didn't see it that way. Chazal said, for instance, there's a Gemara in if a person had a chance to do an Avera and he didn't do it, it's as if he's Mekayimit. There's like a positive Kiyam in not doing an Avera. Well, it's like saying, you know, if you didn't touch somebody who has a cold or, or uh, some sort of germ, you increase your health. That's not, that's not right. You avoided a problem. This person has germs and bacteria, and you washed your hands, or you didn't touch him, or you stayed away from him, so you didn't become infected. But how do you say, oh, that's like you added another year to your life? That's not quite, that's, that's not quite accurate. What does it mean you had a chance to do an Avera, you didn't do it, you kept away from it? It's as if you're Mekayimit. Yes, you know, HaKadosh Baruch gives us char because it's tough not to do Averis and so on and so forth. But I think Chazal was speaking essentially. And more than that, Chazal say that the mitzvahs represent the um, different elements of the human body. So they say that there are Ramach There are 248 units of that Chazal call an aver. It's different than what we call a limb. It's called, Chazal have their criteria for what's an aver. It has to have a bone and a nerve, etc. And they have 248 avarim. And something called shasagidin, which is, I think the right translation is different connective tissues. But be it as it may, Chazal saw losases as adding to the stature of the person rather than just being a way to prevent things that are usher and so on. So we need really to get a different perspective on what los assays are, and let's talk about it a bit. If we're to ask ourselves, um, what is, when, when a person draws a picture, or better said, when a person describes somebody, then if I want to describe somebody with some sort, in a, in a way that I can identify him. What do I need to do? So somebody will say, well, describe the qualities the person has. Describe the features the person has. Okay, I'll give you a great description. He has hands and feet, nose, eyes, a stomach. He's a nice guy, and he lives in, the, in America. Well, I've, I've given you now 15 identifying features. But it's useless, because part of identifying something is distinguishing it from something else. In other words, unless my definition of you is what, how you are not something, then I haven't really defined it. It's like if I take, if I take a, a, a white sheet of paper and I ask you, well, 
what do you see in the paper? What's there? And I said, I don't know. Anything could be there. And I cut out a picture of a man, a tree, whatever it is. So I said, oh, it's a house. It's a tree. Was the house there before? Was the tree there before? I didn't add anything. I didn't make any lines. I didn't, didn't paint anything. So was it really there? And the answer is, it wasn't there because I did not cut it off from anything else. Of course, everything is there. If, if, if you walk into a kitchen and open the cabinets, you have a full meal over there. But, but it's meaningless until you haven't given it a set um, itsura. Until I haven't taken the flour and the sugar and the and the, and the milk and the meat or separately and uh, you know and made something out of it. That that's not that's not going to be. There's no it. There's potential there, but I haven't defined something until I haven't put a mark that distinguishes from other. So when I take this big blank sheet of paper, and I haven't done anything with it, it's everything and it's nothing. It's a house, and it's a tree, and it's a man, and it's a boat, and it's an airplane, and it's everything, and it's none of it. When I cut a line, I eliminate everything else, and I left only the house. I left only the bird. I left only the tree. Now it's something, because in defining something, I need to give it a certain reality, a certain tzura that is what it is and is not what it's not. When uh, uh, when I was uh, young, I we the hippie movement was the big movement, and there was a joke about, and the hippie movement very much was into uh, free love and you know and hefkeres, and somebody asked his a hippie asked his girlfriend, "Do you love me?" And she said, "Sure, I love everybody." Now, it, it, it what does that mean? When a person has the same sense of everything, then you have nothing. Anything, let's leave another example. Let's say I have certain personal secrets. Everybody has his own personal things that are very close to his heart. And you share it with a very close friend. And that, that's what defines a close friend. So there's one person that I'm willing to share my deep feelings, ideas, issues, etc. And that's a bond of friendship. So somebody will come along and saying, well, why are you so um, snobby? Why is it that you only want to have one best friend? If you would tell everybody, you would have a hundred best friends. And the answer is, you would have no best friends because it no longer defines yourself. A a, a personal feeling that you share with a hundred people is not a personal feeling anymore, and there's nothing that defines that special friendship. So we have an understanding now that in order to have a positive mitzvah, in order to have some sort of positive sense, you also have to eliminate things. For instance, if I call a person a good person, I call him a good person, I say, well, why do you call this person? He helps people. He's given a lot of people help. This person needed an operation. He came up with $100,000 and gave him. This person needed this and this old lady. I said, oh, that's very, very nice. What else can you tell me about him? Well, for Parnas, he has a shtickel mafia, and he sort of you know, kills people when needed and uh, transports drugs, etc., etc. But there's a lot good to him. So I say, no, that's not a good person because 
he's not eliminated bad. He hasn't defined any good as being only good. So in that chont of his personality, there's $100,000 for this person's operation, and there's three people killed on the other side. That's not, there's no definition of good over there because we haven't eliminated anything. So the definition of things that are tov require a cutting away and an exclusivity that you don't have other things that are not tov. That goes hand in hand. I don't have a picture of a house unless I've cut out the other things that are not a house. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the Torah, so there's a very interesting chazal, or that they, the chazal in a few places have the following um, formula. They say, Shomer v'zochor b'dibo echad nemru. Mechalel mos yumas and shnei smidim b'dibo echad nemru. The, 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 the Chazal are pointing out, and there's a list, some places the list is just Anochi Veloyia and Shama Vezachar, and some places the list is other mitzvahs, Essen and Losaseh. Akadosh Baruch Hu said Shabbos comes with Shomer which, and Zachar. One is the Isurim that you can't do, and one is the mitzvahs you ought to do, that you have to do. And those are said in one breath, which means they are one and the same. Just like I can't, when I tell you, when I cut out that house or that tree, I am identifying the tree and cutting away the rest in the same act. And it's one of those silly, quote-unquote, philosophical questions. Well, are you eliminating everything else or are you bringing out the tree? It's the same thing. Shabbos is a special day, both in its positive and negative together. It's very, very interesting. Um, There were movements, um, uh, deviant movements in Yiddishkeit that first tried to get away from any of the Jewish rituals. The Reform Movement in its nascence moved towards a very Christian type of uh, religion. And then that became this popular. And in the last uh, X amount of years, they realized people like Jewish trappings, and they began to adopt all sorts of Jewish things. So, talus is in, tefillin might be in, Shabbos instead of Sunday is back in, in Shabbos meals are in, Shavuos night and ice cream is in, a lot, of, a lot of bringing in the positive stuff. And logic dictates that that would be very attractive. Listen, no people don't have a problem eating a Shabbos meal. Very few people are anti-chont, very few people are anti-milk ice cream on Shavuos, but the losase is the problem. That's a, so here we have the best of both worlds. We have the positive aspects of the religion, and we don't have the negative aspects of it. And the answer is, if Shabbos is a sea that includes family getting together and chont and driving out and, and doing the business and, and everything else, it's not Shabbos because there's nothing miyuchet about it. You don't have cut out at surah and saying, this is something else, this is something new. Just like we're learning Kedushin now. The, 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 the point of Masechta's Kedushin is, Kedushin is when you marry a woman, and at that moment of Kedushin, she becomes us to the whole world. You don't actually commence a positive relations until Nesuin. Because the Torah says, if she's muttered to everybody, then your bond is meaningless. It's not a bond. 
It's the Isser that cuts it away from everything else that allows for a bond to be there. It's the type of thing that you don't go and talk in the street and that you have one bosom body, that that's the person you can talk it to, that creates the bond. So Mesechta's Kedushna, we've been learning all year, effort to, to try to think a little bit about some of its meaning, it's saying that before I can commence a positive relationship, I need to demarcate uh, an area and say, this is hallowed bond, no strangers shall pass. Now I think we're able to understand a little bit back about this whole area of the Torah. Um, the if a person the shasa evarim the ramach evarim shasa giden, that we had some difficulty understanding what it is, the ramach evarim are the entities that make a person a person. But if they were strewn about, every living entity, every cell, has two has one feature that is common to, to every cell. Cells vary a lot. And one feature that's common to every cell is some sort of membrane that encircles it. Without it, if there's no biological demarcation that everything in the cell stays within the circle and nothing from the outside has easy entrance, then it's meaningless. If you take the cell's contents and spill it out into a big vat, you've got nothing. Because, yes, you have the cell, you have the, the nucleus and you have... The, the, the mitochondria and you have the protoplasm, but it's all over the place. It's diluted and it doesn't have its meaning as a cell. To be a cell, the pieces have to be within a circle of sorts that only that's there and nothing else is there. The, um, uh, the human body has a lot of pieces to it. The connective tissue defines the body. This is it. It's not going anyplace. It's held together and this is my tzura. So Ramach are the particular substance of the person and the particular substance of the Torah. But the Shasah Gidin, Kenege are maybe the even more important part, and that is, this defines the person as a whole. It's not only that I do good things, it's that I don't do things that are not good. What makes me a good person is defined as much by what I don't do as what I do. And that's why it's, it's a part of the body. We can't pinpoint and say this kid, this kid, that kid, the other kid. But the whole body itself, if it, if it would, God forbid, fall apart, even though you have the parts there, you don't have the person. I'd like to sort of think about it for ourselves a bit, um, especially now that um, we're almost my summer, especially now with Kabbalah Satora. I think for all of us, the positive elements of Kiyoma Torah are the easier ones for us to do. Most of us at some point begin to enjoy the learning process. Most of us like the Shabbos. They, they, very, very few of us would imagine life without the positive aspects of Shabbos and, and so on. We would really have a problem with it. But the real challenge for us a lot of times is the losase. People who are a little bit banalia think, okay, what am I going to do in the summer, like positive? Where am I going to dive in? How much learning? A little learning, a little this. But we don't really think enough about what we don't do. And the reason is, we know we ought not to do it, but 
it, it, it's very hard to relate to things that are not. Um, people want to do things that are positive. That's because we don't understand what being good is about. And let's, 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 let's give an example how to put into words. A person, l- let's take an, an example as, you know, as strong as could be. If a person is, um, if a person is married and he wants to do something outside of the marriage, that's not proper. If he thinks about how wrong it is, it's hard to work with that. The, the, the conscience stretches. But if a person thinks of it, I am building the bond with another human being by not doing something else, then it becomes powerful. People, people have a lot more ambition to do good than to keep away from bad. It, it's much easier to push yourself. Understanding that everything you refrain from at the end of the day makes you a better person. Because the Torah gave those Isurim and Losaseis to define who you are and what you are. If a person stays away from things that are coarse or gross, um, then are physical or overtly physical, that makes him a spiritual person. A spiritual person is not only where he's floating in heavens, it's, it's what he doesn't do physically. And, um, and, and that, is, that makes us a positive person. As we go to Matan Torah tonight, I think it's important to remember that the first step in Matan Torah was defining that place by putting a perimeter around it. Shloshim Akbala and and the mitzvah of standing aside is the is is that preparation. If 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 Maimon Har Sinai is, is another place, you know what? We went touring the Midbar, we saw this or this, and also Matan Torah. Um, I, I once heard a story, a very powerful story, very surprising. I, a friend of mine learned in Shiva's Merkaz Harav, um, which is, it was unfortunate news a year ago uh, with, the, with the terrible shooting. The, the, the Rosh Hashiva, his Rosh Hashiva time was Rev Cook, Rev Tzihuda Cook, who very, very strongly was a very strong supporter of the Medina and, and uh, felt that army service was extremely, extremely important, and so on. And this person that I, that I know um, did his army service, and the next morning he came straight to yeshiva. And Rev. Cook met him at the, at the doorway, looked at him, and he said, no. He said, don't walk in with your muddy boots into the base medrash. Stay out another day and prepare yourself to come back to base medrash. And for me, it was an extraordinary story because it wasn't that in any way he denigrated. He, 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 the, the, the sheet of, the, of that yeshiva was very strongly how important it is. But if you're going to the base medrash, you need to make a pause before you walked in. And the, 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 to say to yourself, it's a new place. This is not another function of the day. It's not another activity. Shal Take your shoes off. It's, it's, this is not the same as every other place. And if we understand that, if we understand that to get the good and the positive in what we perceive as the positive mitzvah essays, in generally in Torah itself, if we're to gain that which we already begin to see as being the good and the noble and the right, we need first to affirm, the f- first point of Matan Torah was Hagbalah, was stop 
pause where you are, recognize you're now entering a whole new world that is not the same. It's not another one of, of what was. It's a new world. And it, when we make that Hagbala, when we, when we stop and pause and we clear out an area of our personality, of ourselves, of our lives, because it's Kadosh, then when we dedicate it for Kedusha, that becomes Torah, that becomes our Torah, stays with us, and lifts us up. Chakosh everybody.